This one goes out to the conscious entrepreneurs here to make a difference in a big way. Welcome to the Heart, Soul, and Guts podcast. You've got the vision. You've heard the call. The world needs what you have to give, and you're ready to show up. Exactly how that's going to happen, that part's not so clear. Dreaming it and living it, two very different things. Deep breath, sister, you're in the right place. Amy Biondini is crazy about people and about business, and she's here to help you. It's time to get out of stuck and into action aligned with your soul. Are you ready? Here's Amy. Jim McCrory is a habit success coach. Our daily habits have huge impacts on health and productivity. Many people are not even aware of the habits as they are automatic and involuntary. Jen helps clients overhaul their current self-sabotaging beliefs and replace them with power habits that would jumpstart their success. Hi Jen, thank you so much for being here today. Hi Amy, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here too. Why don't we just jump right in and give me the Cliff Notes version of your life story? What are the highlights? Awesome. Wow, where to start? So, well, really, I've always been interested in personal development since I was a teenager. I can remember in our house, we had the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yep, I know it. Yeah, I remember reading that book and I just loved it. And even in high school, one of my dreams was actually to become a psychologist. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when I graduated from high school, I did go to university and studied psychology and graduated with my degree in psychology. And my plan at the time was actually to go on and do my master's degree in psychology. Mm -hmm. So I applied for one school and I didn't get into that school. And at the time I decided, well, you know, maybe that's a sign that I should pay off my student loans and go back to school. (laughs) So that's what I ended up doing. And I actually ended up getting employment in customer service. And then after that, I did that for a few years and then moved into human resources. And I've been in human resources for the last 10 years. And that was a fairly good fit for me because I've always enjoyed helping and supporting others. And I'd never really heard of or been exposed to life coaching until last year. I, yeah, I actually had seen on Facebook a few local coaches and I was, you know, watching their videos and listening to their messages and reading their messages and it was really resonating with me and they were saying you know the same things that I would say to myself or say to my friends and family and I thought wow that's something I'd love to do on a larger scale and help other people create what they want in their lives so I couldn't stop thinking about it and I looked some more into it and I actually ended up I decided to take some coaching certifications locally mm-hmm. and last November I launched my own coaching business called Bright Habits and it's basically helping people create better habits in their lives so that they can experience more success. So I'm loving it. Wonderful. So tell me why you decided to get started in your business. What was the drive behind it? So really it's just because it's the perfect opportunity to combine the skills I had and my passion, helping others. And having a keen interest in, you know, figuring out what makes people tick. How come I've always been interested in why some people are more successful than others? And what is it that those people that are successful are doing differently? And really helping people tap into that so that they can experience that success as well. It's something that I'm passionate about and I love helping other people discover their passion and really kind of step into their power and realize that they're capable of a lot more than they often give themselves credit for. Beautiful. So why Bright Habits? So Bright Habits, the reason I decided to use that as my niche is because 
I know how powerful it was for me to change a few habits in my life. Mm -hmm. It was about five years ago. From the outside, you know, my life looked pretty great. I had a great family and two kids and full-time job, corporate position nine to five. But I was really quite sad because I was spending all of my time doing everything that I thought other people wanted me to be doing and really wasn't spending any time on myself or doing activities I was passionate about. So I did some soul searching and, and one day I was actually watching a video uh, of Robin Sharma and he was talking about the one hour power hour in the morning where he wakes up at 5 a.m. and then he dedicates part of that day to exercise and part of the time to personal development. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, you know, that I had wanted to start exercising regularly, but I was never able to implement that just because after work, you know, I was so exhausted and tired and it's just easier to come up with excuses that time of the day. So I thought, wow, 5 a.m. could be the perfect time for me to actually start doing that on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. So I decided to try that and it really, and I actually, I was pretty determined that I was going to keep doing it. So I did and it became a habit and I'd never been someone who had ever exercised regularly before. So for the first time in my life, I was exercising daily on a regular basis and it started changing me. Like I started becoming more confident. I lost about seven pounds, became more toned, just felt a lot better about myself and, you know, started feeling more creative and just wanting to do more things, more motivated. And I really believe the things that were making me feel that way was that extra time I was giving myself in the morning that was undistracted and to myself, you know, where I not only what I did three things actually at that time, I, I get up at 5 a.m., I practice gratitude, I would do the 20 minute work it on the treadmill and then actually 20 minutes of guitar practice because I wanted to learn how to play guitar as well. So by it just got my day off to a really great start and it started snowballing in my life where I just was confident in all other areas of my life. So I thought, wow, you know, that really transformed things for me. So I know I can help other people implement similar habits in their lives so that they can start, you know, experiencing those benefits as well. So that's kind of why I decided to help people with habits in particular. Mm -hmm. When did you find or how did you find that you'd found something in a niche that you both enjoyed? but that could also be a viable business? Well, as far as coaching goes, I, you know, the local coaches that I had discovered, I knew they were doing that full time and doing quite well, helping other people by coaching and for habits as well. I had looked into it and saw there was a few other, not a lot, but there's a few other coaches that that's their niche as well as helping people with habits and they're successful. And I just knew from speaking with other friends, a lot of friends had tried to implement habits on their own and lots of times, you know, they have these great ideas and get all excited about it, but then they try it for a few weeks and then, you know, life got in the way and they give up. I knew there was a need out there for it mm -hmm. and that's something I'm passionate about. So that's why I decided to go for it. Beautiful. I think it's always so powerful when it's, you know, it's your passion. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're that much more excited about it. And when you've gone through it yourself, you can really uh, identify what uh, they're experiencing as well. And I think being an entrepreneur, it's quite a different kettle of fish than working corporate so kind of what would you say the biggest learning curve has been from transitioning from a corporate space into kind of owning your own business and being your own boss i think a lot of it is just really being accountable for everything when you are running your own business and really managing your time carefully mm -hmm. that's been the biggest change for me but one thing i really love is 
how creative you can be when it's your own business. You're really in control of where you're leading your business, where you're going to take it, and can be as creative as, as you want to be. So I'm loving that part of it. But I'd say the biggest change has been just managing my time really carefully. Wonderful. So I have to ask, is there any kind of tips you can give us in terms of forming new habits to help us manage our time more effectively as entrepreneurs? Yes, I think one thing that's helped me a lot is actually writing things down, scheduling it, put it in your calendar, write out a list, and then actually prioritize your most important things that need to be done the next day and do those things first. Mm-hmm. Because one habit that is a great one to implement is the habit of getting started. Because lots of times, that's the hardest part. This goes for everything, exercise or anything. The hardest part is usually just getting started. So mm-hmm. if you can get into that habit of getting started and writing things down, it often, we're much more likely to do things if they're written down or scheduled in. So that would be my habit tip for time management, for sure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It sounds good because there is definitely a lot to kind of do as an entrepreneur because you're absolutely right. You know, suddenly we're responsible for everything in the business rather than just necessarily the coaching element. There's a whole other the business side of it as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So we live in a very global world, so it's online. There's a lot of noise going on. How do we as entrepreneurs kind of get ourselves and our businesses out there effectively yeah I think a part of that is really finding out what works best for you and it, there is a lot of noise out there and there's a lot of different avenues you can go you know whether it's videos or there's all the different social media sites that you can be on or whether it's blogging I think it's best to find out what you're strong at and what you enjoy doing and kind of focus more on those things rather than trying to do everything because then you're going to be pulled in so many directions that you probably won't be doing any of them that well. I know for me, Facebook has actually been great for me. I've made a lot of connections on there and I've been posting a lot of free content on there to help people and also to educate them about what I'm doing in my business and how I can help them. So that one's been great for me. And I use Instagram a bit as well, but the one I'm finding I'm getting the most traction for so far is really Facebook. And I haven't dived into videos too much yet, but that may be something I'll get into more in the future. How do you feel about the idea of marketing and sales? That has been a new mindset for me, uh, being an entrepreneur. And really, the way I look at it is you're not doing anybody any favors if you have a good service to offer and you're not telling people about it. So it's really, I look at it as education. You're educating people about what you do and what you have to offer and how you can help them and what solutions you can provide for them. So I think that's the mindset I use. And when it comes to sales, you know, you're not going to be the right fit for everybody, but still want to let them know what you have to offer and ask them if they're interested. And if they're not, that's fine, no problem. And, you know, you almost have to look at it. The more no's you get, the closer you are to your yeses. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Okay, that makes sense. I love the idea of seeing marketing as uh, education. Mm-hmm, I think yeah. it's a really, a really good mindset shift to make. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, sales, I think, is a very scary area for a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially yeah. women, I would say. And I think it's this idea of doing it in a way that feels authentic to who we are in your business. What is your take around that? 
I mean, is it just a question of trial and error? I think finding your voice, it really is a bit of trial and error for sure. But I think the more authentic you are, the more successful you're going to be because then you're going to be attracting people to you that, you know, like what you have to offer and they're probably more your target audience anyways if you're being authentic about who you are in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really powerful and, you know, being authentic and honest about who you are and what you can do to help people and, yeah, not trying to be too perfect, you know, letting people know about some of the struggles you've had as well because then they're more able to identify with you and relate with you and trust you. Very true. So you mentioned target market there. There's this whole debate going on in the coaching world around kind of niching or not, you know, to niche or not to niche, as it were. What's yes. your kind of view on finding your target market? I think it's really important, and that's something I actually have a coach as well who's helping with my business, and that's one thing he helped me with is, you know, getting more clear on my niche. And But again, the clearer you are with your niche and who you're serving, the more likely you are to attract them to you. And one thing he helped me do is actually create an an avatar, which basically is you kind of create your ideal client and write down, you know, all the details about your ideal client, you know, how old are they, where do they work, what do they do, what are they interested in, and kind of paint a picture in your mind of who that ideal client is. And once you have that picture in your mind, then when you're writing your content for your marketing, you'll be able to write as if you're speaking to them and it's going to resonate with them a lot more. And again, it's going to be attracting the right people to your business. What was your biggest challenge starting as an entrepreneur? I'd say my biggest challenge was actually trying to figure out what my niche is and and my target market and also the time management piece. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of juggling and trying to decide where you want to place your time and what are your priorities and again with the social media space too trying to figure out where is the best place that you should focus your time as far as marketing so those are the biggest challenges for me is there anything that surprised you that you just you absolutely love that you weren't expecting i guess one thing i don't it shouldn't be a surprise but just the positive feedback that you get when you are helping people not something I'd really focus on or, or thought about receiving but when you do get that feedback from people you know that you're actually making a difference for them making their days a little bit easier and helping them reach their goals it's just really rewarding it is very rewarding definitely. Mm, yeah so how has running your own business impacted your life beyond work I would say it's given me a new sense of confidence Like I said, my confidence had started to grow when I had started my new routine with exercise and waking up early. But opening my own business has made me feel even more confident that, you know, you can really create whatever you want in your life. You just have to decide what it is you want, make sure it's aligned with your values, create a plan and actually start taking action towards it. And I guess it's just given me that extra confidence to go after what you want in life. And I feel like there's a Unfortunately, a lot of people that they are stuck in their fear and they're stuck in their, you know, worried about criticism of others or failure. And, you know, because there was fear in my mind before I made that decision, you know, is this the right thing to do? And, you know, what if it doesn't work out? But I went for it anyways. And it's such a good feeling when you do things, even though you're a little bit afraid. And I've almost learned now that if it's something I'm really excited about and passionate about and feel fear at the same time, those are usually the things that are the best things to go after because, it's almost like you're being called to do it. Mm-hmm. Too true, too true. So you've talked quite a lot about mindset. Talk to me about the part that mindset has on the development of an entrepreneur. I think mindset is 
key. For example, for an entrepreneur, you really have to be persistent. You know, you have to be willing to make mistakes and then course correct when you make those mistakes and not be too hard on yourself when you make those mistakes and have a thick skin, you know, and even if you are facing criticism or lack of support from others, you know, to keep going and and really the failures are just kind of feedback mechanisms, you know, for you to realize what, you know, went wrong this time and what, figure out what you can do differently to, you know, to make it go better next time. But really I see the mindset of persistence being really powerful and really for mindset as well, I mean, everything comes from your thoughts and so being positive and even the words we use, I think powerful language makes a big difference. So the language we use, even the metaphors that we identify with. So for example, if you're thinking of your business as an uphill battle, it's not going to do you any favors. You, you know, you'd rather think of it as an exciting adventure where you can kind of steer and course correct when needed because even the language we use really affects how we feel. And so I think mindset is, I mean, it's key for everything and it's certainly key for an entrepreneur. What's your take on the idea of self-care and success? I think it's crucial, especially if you're in a supporting role where you're coaching or helping somebody else. If, you know, if your cup isn't full, how are you going to fill other people's cups? I think it's really important that we take that time, you know, implement some time in our day where we can have personal development for ourselves and, you know, be learning and doing, you know, something that's relaxing for us and making sure that we're well rested and and eating properly. Exercise is a great thing. Definitely think we need to make sure we have that time for personal development in our own day so that we can serve other people powerfully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's critical. Definitely, definitely. So how do you balance being a successful entrepreneur, a partner and a parent, and all the other hats that you have, and still find time to kind of take care of yourself? That has been my biggest challenge, I have (laughs) to say. Yeah, but the 5 a.m. wake up has been awesome for that for me, because that does give me that time for the personal development, which sets everything off in a positive tone. So by getting my gratitude in the morning and my daily exercise and my guitar practice, it just starts off the day really positive and and focused and I do write down the night before what my priorities are for the next day Mm -hmm. so I find that does help a lot to make sure that because basically the things you schedule are the things that get done Mm -hmm. so yeah that helped me but I have to be honest that's been my biggest challenge is balancing everything because there's a lot of different hats that I'm wearing so that's something I'm continuously working on. <laughs> well, let me know if you have any tips. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say to you, do you have any tips? <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's yeah. a lot. It is a lot. And I think that's one of you know, the hardest things for all entrepreneurs is finding time to live the whole life and not just one section of your business because there aren't boundaries in the same way that there are if you work at a nine-to-five. Which leads back to your point about time management and why that's so important. Yeah, exactly. If you could turn back the clock and give yourself some advice for you just getting started in business, what would you say? I think I would say, you know, to not worry about comparing yourself to all of the other entrepreneurs. And, you know, you do see there's a lot of people doing similar things in social media and you can kind of get caught up in that and think, wow, you know, how come I'm not there yet? But you shouldn't compare your chapter one to their chapter 30. You know, you have to be kind and gentle with yourself and realize it's going to take time to build up your business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just to really the biggest thing that helped me was 
figuring out what my niche is going to be and who my target audience is and to figure out that avatar and who I want to be speaking to. So I think that's the advice I would give myself. Beautiful. I have to say that comparison piece can be really difficult. I know for a lot of coaches starting out, it seems to be once you're a coach that all you see in your newsfeed is more coaches. Yeah, there's a lot of, and especially with social media, you're seeing it every day on your Facebook and everywhere. Yeah. Do you have any tips for dealing with that? Really, I think it's just almost to, sometimes you might have to put your horse blinders on a little bit and just don't focus on that. Focus on your own goals and where you're going and take time to be proud of, you know, where you've come so far and that you've even, you know, made the decision to jump into this and that you're being brave and that you're going for it and really just redirect your thoughts to rather than thinking about where they are and you're not to really just be thinking about your own goals and where you're headed I really just think it's redirecting your focus mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense do you celebrate your successes and achievements along the way I don't know that I do as much as I should but sometimes I'll take a moment yes and and kind of realize wow you know that was really nice you know I, that was awesome I got that feedback and it's helping them and yeah it's something actually that I should do more often now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking as you were speaking around comparison, that you're absolutely right being an entrepreneur. It is a brave thing to do. And it, you know, it's different, you know, to the kind of what's culturally prevalent in terms of the nine to five. And it is brave. And, you know, I think we should be celebrating our achievements. Absolutely. And you're completely right around not comparing our chapter one to an artist's chapter 30. And I think that's a good reminder for us all to hear. Do you have a quote or a phrase that you live by? Yeah, actually, one of my favorite ones, I think it was Oprah Winfrey that said it, is to be responsible for the energy you bring into a room. I love that because it's really true. Like the energy you bring when you're speaking to somebody or when you meet with somebody, it really affects their energy as well. Either it's going to lift them up and make them feel happy and excited or it's going to drain them. And so I love that idea of always trying to be mindful and responsible for the energy and that you're bringing when you're speaking and meeting with other people. I love that. And another one that I love as well is to really get comfortable with discomfort. So good. Yeah, because a lot of our joy actually comes from discomfort, but I think a lot of us resist it because we're more in the long we love the idea of the long-term success but the short-term discomfort that we have to experience I think lots of times stops us from doing things we really should be doing Mm -hmm. but really our greatest joy comes from when we're pushing our boundaries and pushing our limits and going outside of our comfort zone so I love that one as well that's a good one definitely I actually love them both, I was going to say. You can really take that one into, you know, the everyday life of an entrepreneur because every day there's there's opportunities to kind of push our boundaries. But then every day there's a chance to connect with new people as well, so that managing energy. Do you have any particular habits or rituals around how you do that in terms of preparing? You know, one thing I've actually just started doing recently is five minutes of meditation. And I haven't been listening to, I know some people, there's like different videos and whatnot that you can listen to. I've just been doing it on my own, kind of just sitting straight in and then just focusing on my breathing in and out. And then my mind, I find sometimes it will still wander, but then I just keep redirecting it to thinking about my breathing. And I find that after about towards the end of the five minutes, it does bring you peace by doing that. It's, it's a nice feeling. So I've just started that. I think that's one way people can use. And also just telling yourself, like, you know, wow, you know, I'm meeting with this person. I want to really 
I want them to have a great experience. I want them to get the most out of our interaction. So I'm going to be positive and make this as fun as possible. Like I think sometimes it's literally just telling yourself that before you meet with somebody. Just giving yourself a little reminder. Yeah. Any resources that you're loving so far? No, one for me, this is one I love because I'm quite visual. So when I do my posts, for example, on Facebook or Instagram, I love to put inspirational images. Mm -hmm. And so there's an app on my iPhone. It's called Hyperama. And I use that. You can just choose photos and then you can put the writing on top of it and then post it to any of your social media. It is a great idea when you're posting content to have a, add a photo if you can because you're much more likely to get traffic and have people look at your content if there's a photo attached or included. Hyperama is one that I love, and I know there's other ones as well that you can get. There's another one called Pick Collage and another one called Font Candy. But, yeah, my favorite one's Hyperama. Beautiful. I'll have to have a look because yeah. I'm very visual as well, so I would enjoy that. Yeah, you'd love it. <laughs> Who would you say inspires you? There's quite a few people I would say that inspire me. As far as in the coaching world, Robin Sharma is a big one, Tony Robbins, and Wayne Dyer. There are some of my favorites. And, I mean, even my own coach I have now, Mark Mawinney, he's been great to work with and inspiring as well. You know, he's able to show me a lot of things I wasn't aware of before. And so, yeah, those are some of my mentors, I guess, right now and, and people that have helped me out a lot. Wonderful. So why don't you tell us what's going on in your business right now you're most excited about? So right now, well, I have a three-month one-on-one coaching program. It's called Jumpstart Your Success. Mm-hmm. And it revolves around really early wake-up for self-development. So giving yourself that time in the morning for some personal development, exercise, and mindset, journaling, or writing, you know, an hour in the morning where you can do some things that are going to prepare you for your day and get you really excited and confident and ready to go. So it's a three-month program, and we start off, we work on one habit at a time because it's a lot easier to implement habits in your life if you're not focusing on too many at the same time. And the nice thing about the one-on-one coaching habits, lots of times we do get really excited and want to, you know, implement these new habits, but then life gets in the way and it's easy for us to, you know, to get stuck in our old behaviors and quit. Whereas with the coaching, it's nice because, you know, you have that constant, well, first of all, you have someone reminding you and you have someone holding you accountable and someone encouraging you, you know, throughout it. So the whole purpose is that by the end of the three months, these behaviors would actually be habits in their life so that then when the coaching's finished, you know, it'll be automatic for them. And these things really are powerful in creating success in all areas of your life. So I'm really excited about that. And I actually have the 5 a.m. wake up challenge on Facebook. It's a Facebook group that I lead and I manage. And it's awesome. We've got people in there that are signing in at 5 a.m. saying hi. And I post lots of tips and tricks in there on how you can do the early morning wake up and ideas for personal development in the morning. Wow. That sounds amazing. I don't know that I think 5 a.m. could be a little bit too early for me. Yeah, well, and it's the thing, we do have some people in there also that are rising a little bit later. The real purpose is to give yourself an extra hour in the morning. So if it's 6 a.m. or, you know, as long as you're giving yourself that extra hour to get that done. So now that everyone's had a little bit of a chance to get to know you, how can they say hello and keep in touch? Well, the easiest way is probably through my website. It's called brighthabits.ca, B-R-I-G-H-T, habits.ca. 
Mm-hmm. And all of my links to personal media are, are on my website, and that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you for all your wisdom and your tips that you've been sharing with us today. Thanks, Amy. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for listening, gorgeous. Love what you heard? Leave a review on iTunes because that helps people find the show. Then get your sweet self over to heartsoulandguts.com and join the convo. And by the way, thanks for being you because the world needs more dreamers who get stuff done.